This is Edgar otra vez with another episode of the Floro Podcast. Now, today on the show, we are doing a review of Halloween with my co-host, not my cousin Dan and cousin Primo. Now, as always, if you're new to the show, make sure you run over to our website, thefloropodcast.com, where you'll find all kinds of merchandise and a catalog of all our episodes. Make sure you go over there and give us a shout there. In this episode, we talk about the latest installation of the Halloween franchise, which is Halloween Kills. I enjoyed the movie, uh, not the strongest movie in the series. Let me preface this episode with this. How can we complain? We get another chance to revisit this world with all these characters and Michael Myers. Now, along with the review, <laughs> not my cousin Dan gives the most amazing uh personal stories from his childhood uh i thoroughly enjoyed uh listening to those i hope you like this episode and on with this show <laughs> all right yeah so all right so uh welcome to another episode of the floro podcast this is edgar otra vez with otra vez, otra vez con estos cabrones. And today the co-hosts are Cousin Primo and Not My Cousin Dan. What's up, guys? What's up, guys? Primo. Dobranos, cabrones. I was going to try to repeat what you said, but I can't. I can't. You, you can't do it. I can't do it. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, he forgot. That's what it is. Polish is a much more difficult language than Spanish is. It, it, sounds, yeah. it sounds like I can make all the sounds, but I, I don't. Yeah. I can't, for some reason, I can't follow the word. But apparently English is like the hardest language to learn. My mom always says that. My mom speaks like five languages. But so she she was born in Poland. Her first language was Polish, and she's like the hardest thing that she ever had to do in life was learn how to speak English because from someone who didn't learn it as their first language, apparently it makes no fucking sense. There's yeah. no logic to it. It's all there are like every rule can and is broken, and yeah, it's apparently it's a just a pain. It's it's like it's almost I mean, I would almost say it's second to uh, like uh, Mandarin or, or Cantonese because yeah. the language because I mean, the way you're going to learn the language is to be able to read it. Right. Yeah. But like with Cantonese or Mandarin, you got to learn those those. Yeah. Well, glyphs, and right? I've heard that that Cantonese, Mandarin and uh, a couple other languages are tonal. Yeah. So you can have the exact same word, but you put the accent on a, a different vowel and it means something completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it's not just accent. It's it's like you're saying it's tone. It's the tone. It's, yeah. You change that tone. And I'm like, right. God damn. You know, like it, it's one thing. Accent. It's another thing. Tone like fuck. Like you're going to yeah, say right. like like D or F or like, what the fuck, you know, like, well, also Mandarin like, has like seven different ways of writing something, a word. Different well, styles yeah. Of writing. Cause I mean like the, well, I don't know about man, Mandarin and Cantonese, but I know Japanese, there are like something like 6,000 different Kanji. symbols. Fuck. Yeah. Plus like they have, well, 
they, like they also, ways of uh, writing it. Well, yeah. there's also like, oh yeah, because they have like they, like I know what I'm talking about, but like they do have like a simplified version of the traditional letter of the or word. I shouldn't even mm-hmm. call right. it letter, but that symbol. There's there's a couple different ways to write it. I know right off the top of my head that I mean, there's the traditional like full version, yeah. and I know that there's a simplified version. But like for Japanese, they have like three sets. They have the kanji, they have the hiragana, and they have the I can't remember the third one. But like they have two sets, right? They have they have three sets, and two of them are like phonetically based, whereas the kanji is is the symbolic one. It's symbolic, yeah. Yeah. So right. it's just like you know, fuck, you know. But, <laughs> but somehow, somehow English is still part of that club the the hard the hard language to learn you know it, it's just like well, i and i think that's because english is so you've got your romance languages that are all based on latin yes and then you've got slavic languages that are all based on a, a certain kind of slavic influence you've got all of these other languages that have a shared root yes and then you have english and english mm-hmm. is just this hodgepodge of all of that shit. Yes. Right. It is like, what the fuck? It's, it's, it's a combination of Greek, German, and Latin. Like it's got, right. it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's married a lot of these other languages at, at, at its core base. Now I'm sure it's more complicated than that, but, but like you got, you got like the romance languages. I knew a guy, uh, 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 Italian guy. He knew like four languages. Yeah. But they were all romance based, right? They yeah. Were, they, he, you know, there is Italian, Spanish. Like he spoke all these other languages really well, you know. And I remember like messing with this guy. I was like talking to him. He was real cool, you know. And so he came up to me one time. He's like, "Hey, Gujin, blah 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 blah." He put his arm around me, blah blah blah. And I'm like, and he goes, "Ha ha 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 ha." And then he walks away. And I'm like, "Yeah yeah, ha 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 ha." You know, and I'm laughing along, and I'm like. I don't know what happened you, there. You, no idea what he said to you. No None. idea. And then <laughs> one of the other guys came up to me and was just like, hey, man, you know what he said to you? And I'm like, no. He says that you're a fucking fat bastard. He hates your guts and he, he thinks you should die your dick. And I'm like, what? And he's like, wow. yeah. And he's like, yeah, he's just fucking with you, man. <laughs> he doesn't really think that, but he just likes to say shit like that to people because he knows nobody understands his English. <laughs> he was just that kind of guy. He was he was silly, you know. But he um but he uh he uh he had the thickest Italian accent when he spoke in English, and I was just like, dude, you know, stop. Stop! Stop talking English. Just speak to me in Spanish, man. Just we'll, we'll speak Spanish. Forget English, bro. <laughs> it's not for yeah. you. <laughs> you know, he spoke perfect Spanish. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, but anyway. Anyway, wait. Yeah, we're supposed to be talking about Halloween Kills. I think. Yes, we're gonna be talking yes. about Halloween Kills and uh, well, you know, and other st- other things having to do with Halloween. Uh, the mm-hmm. holiday. So, but anyway, so cousin Primo, myself, and cousin Dan, we all went. Not to the, my cousin Dan. Not my cousin Dan. I don't want anybody to get confused. Yes. <laughs> I don't want anybody to have hurt feelings. <laughs> I don't want to. Don't want anybody to appropriate anything. I, I don't. <laughs> you don't want people mistaking you for part right, of my yeah. family. 
he just doesn't want to be part of our family. That's yeah, no. <laughs> I don't blame him. Sometimes I, would I don't love want to be, to part, be of... part of your family. Well, I don't know, mm-hmm. man. Sometimes I don't even want to be part of my family. <laughs> if you were part of my family, we could throw rocks at each other. Ooh, there you go. I, I, that sounds, you know, that sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So <laughs> Halloween kills. Um, I, you know, we all went to see it mostly. Uh, mm-hmm. Now I saw. <laughs> OK, so. I don't want to dump on the movie. But I feel like Halloween 2018 was a much stronger movie. And I have several reasons for it. Uh, Cousin Primo, what do you think of Halloween? The Halloween Kills. Halloween Kills? Yes. I feel that there was... <laughs> okay, when wow. Primo has to pause. When Primo has to pause, how good <laughs> could this movie have been? Yeah. Because Primo loves everything. <laughs> Yeah. I, I love Halloween. I love the movies and all that stuff. But this one, ah, it was just, it was like too much, like back and forth. You know, it was like, it really didn't like, I hate to say it, it didn't keep my attention. Oh, you see, it kept my attention, uh-huh. but uh, for some of the wrong reasons. Uh, I, I, I will say that, that I, you know, like, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the franchise. I'm not like mm-hmm. one of these diehards. Like if I'm a diehard fan for certain things, it would mm-hmm. be something like the matrix or something, or, you know, some, you know, name a Kung Fu movie. I probably, I'm a fan of it, but, but like, um, but so like, I'm not a huge fan of this particular franchise. Although I will say that when I saw, I, I saw Halloween 1978, right? Right. And, I like that. Like it was enjoyable. It's a great movie. It is. Very it's a good. classic movie. It's, it's, a, it's a classic. Well, it there's, 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 there's a lot about the old Halloween movie that I loved that is kind of lost. And I, and I, I you know, I went to see the movie with Rick Gavel again. Right. So like uh-huh. he's, he's becoming, he's quickly becoming my favorite person to watch movies with, but like, you know, so because afterwards we come outside the theater and we talk for like an hour and a half about, about movies. the movie. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so, like, mm-hmm. it's so much fun talking to that guy, especially me being who I am. Uh, it, it's it's it was great. I enjoyed it going uh, watching Candyman with him, and I really enjoyed watching Halloween. Um, so, like, but watching the old Halloween movie, nineteen seventy eight, there are some classic things that is lost to time because of the way we make movies now. There's like the that I Halloween. agree wholeheartedly, and I hate to be like the old man who's like, I liked it better the way they used to do it, man. But that's part of the charm of a horror movie is that it's yeah. campy, even when it's not trying to be, it's campy because they had to work with practical effects, they had to use Hershey's syrup for blood, you know, mm-hmm. they had to do mm-hmm. all of this stuff, and that that's part of the horror movie experience. Right, exactly. There is a flavor to that movie that I can't describe. That is only that that you can only find in the 1970s, right? It's, candy it's, corn. 
It's uh, <laughs> candy corn. <laughs> no, it, well, yeah, but no, uh, it's it's mm. like it, it's it's a few things. It's the the film aesthetic, right? That, that yeah. film stock that they use. It's not as clean. Yeah. It's a little more grainy, right? So it's got mm-hmm. it's got that visual aesthetic flavor to it. It's got it's got it's got the different pacing too. Because now, like, it still did all the things that that a movie does that I've mentioned before on the podcast, where it's just like the first act is done within the first fifteen minutes, and you know you you have your your established characters or your your kind of uh, your kind of marching orders for the movie, right? So right. Uh, that's all set. That's still they still follow all those rules, right? But the interesting thing about that movie was it was done so seriously yeah and and Mm -hmm. and i was able to enjoy it because it took itself seriously and and you're talking about the original the original movie and the holidays stopped taking themselves seriously about two decades ago yes now it's just we're gonna pump out a horror movie and we're gonna follow the formula Mm mm-hmm and this one, they def- they definitely mix up the formula a little bit, but they mix up the formula in ways that I was not a fan of. Yeah. Now, I again, I'm just like you. Look, I don't mm-hmm. want to shit on anything, and I don't want to shit on anybody. A lot of people put hard work into this movie. Yeah. A lot of people p- dumped their love into it, you know? And by all means, it should be successful. People should go and watch this movie, and people should go and enjoy it. I didn't. Mm. I... I well, I will always enjoy a movie for several reasons. Will I recommend this movie? I don't know. Um, I, I, it, you know, it, and that's that's a that's kind of like a way of saying no because honestly, if I was going to recommend, if I liked the movie a lot, I would recommend it right out of the bat, right off the bat. Mm-hmm. I still enjoy movies when they, even when they when they're not good or not, you know, within something I like or whatever, just because I yeah, can still usually. piece them apart, you know. Yeah, usually, like, even if I'm watching a movie that I don't really care much for the story, or maybe I don't care much for the acting or the actors, you know, if it's a well-made movie, I'm still going to sit there and and absorb it because I love movies, you know? Mm-hmm. I have seen plenty of movies that I was just like, man, yeah, I didn't care much for the story, but I really enjoyed watching them just for the filmmaking, you know? Right, yeah. I don't know, man. It's just, um, but like one of the things I mentioned to to Rick was in the original Halloween, there was like in the second act, they dedicated like a good 10 minutes to Jamie. uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. I was going to call her Jamie Foster or Jodie Foster. Yeah, Uh, very different. Different person. Anyway, Mm -hmm. Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Jesus Christ. Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. They dedicated like a good 10 minutes of 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 her walking on the street. Yeah, the beginning of the movie. In the beginning of the movie in the second right. act, like after the first act, after you you know, you know you figure out who yeah. you know Michael uh Michael Myers is. All you do is is see her walking on the sidewalk with her friends, going back and forth from school. All that stuff yeah. it is is like and it was so slow paced, and I uh, I don't know what the reason was for it. Maybe it was budget. Maybe maybe they were trying to do de- character development. Maybe it was pacing. Maybe they wanted to slow down the pacing so that the scares are big. 
I don't know what it was, but I loved it. It was so Here's what I want to believe. And we've talked about this because we out of episodes of this podcast talking about various horror movies, you know, whatever. If you go back into the library, this is exactly what I want to believe is that a good horror movie is all about ratcheting up the tension from the first second of the movie. Yes. They're ratcheting that tension up. They're cranking it up with every, and, and that's why you have this slow pace. You know, when you go to see Halloween 78, you know, it's a horror movie, you know, shit's going to happen. Yeah. But, right. but they pace it slowly intentionally so that when they spring something on you, it makes you jump. Yeah. Because it's been, because mm-hmm. it, you, that movie in particular is a perfect example. It's the first 10 minutes of the movie, nothing happens, nothing. you know, mm-hmm. and you're sitting there waiting for it. You know, something's coming. And so when finally somebody gets it, it takes you by surprise because you've been sitting, you, you've been lulled into the, you, the tension's been ratcheting it up and you've basically been lulled into this false sense of security. And then I can't remember the character, but it's like, you know, the, the two kids are making out and the girl gets it, you know? Yeah. And, and it, it happens so fast and it's kind of unexpected. And then they, they start doing it again. From that moment, it gets calm and they start ratcheting the tension up again. Yeah. And, and you, it's like this roller coaster ride throughout that whole movie. And they never release the tension all the way. They release it in little bits at a time and then keep cranking it up more and more and more until the climax. Every Halloween movie since I would say 1990 has fucked that up. <laughs> there is no ratcheting of the tension. No, right. it's you, you, you it's it's horror fest from beginning to end. And it's it's like they're they're making the mistake of. People want the gore. That's what they're coming to see. And I'm mm-hmm. sure there are people that that's what they want to see. People love, you know, the kill count and all that stuff. Yeah. But horror movie fans, I'd like to believe by and large are more like you and me, where it's like, we're going for the scares. Yeah. Right. We're not going for the gore. Well, right. see, well, cousin Primo, you're a gore guy though, right? Like you, I'm, you, I'm into the, I'm into the scare. As oh, well you're into gore. Okay, but you I'm like the both. gore. Yeah. Yeah, but like this one here, I'm not going to lie, the new movie had me jumping a couple of times. Because you just, it just, like you said, a bat out of hell, it just go, boom, it's there. I mean, I caught, my girlfriend was laughing because I yelled in the theater. It caught me a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I actually said, well, fuck, loudest thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's awesome. You know? <laughs> but I was like, I mean, I there, like I said, that movie there, there were some points where I wasn't even paying attention. Now, I love the fact that they brought the original characters from the first ever Halloween into this movie. Yeah. I sort of like that the victims, the ones who survived, the cops. Everybody. And they brought it back to Haddonfield. Yeah. Yeah, they brought it back to Haddonfield. They brought it back to the original house. You know, everything. Everything was... Like, and it, like I, it's something that I love yep. to watch. And the movie but, picks up literally in the same moment that right. 2018 left off. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, 2018. Now, that was a good movie. 
I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I, a lot. I enjoyed it. I mean, I it, it doesn't it doesn't sit in the same place and, and can't ever sit in the same place that 78 does. It no, just, no. They, I mean, they made some good choices with that movie, but let's, let's focus on the positive for a second here. Mm-hmm. Edgar. Yeah. What's, what was your favorite moment of this movie Ooh. of Halloween kills? That's a good question. My favorite moment. Uh Oh, if you have to pause and think about it, that doesn't bode well for the movie. Well, there's a lot of things that, that, that bugged me, uh, but more from a martial artist standpoint. Because <laughs> there's a lot of things that we'll uh, talk about in a minute. But yeah, let, let, yeah. Let's talk about the positive. That's like tearing apart a sci-fi movie because it doesn't work. In yeah, science. And, yeah. Yeah. Because you're a scientist. Yes, I, right. I understand. Yeah. This is that's exactly the thing that I kind of I kind of fell into because I was like, uh-huh. no, that's not what a, a victim would do. No, that's not. No, that's not what <laughs> that's not how that works. That's not how that. No, you wouldn't do that. You know, why not? You know, so like I did a lot of that, um, but I'm going to put that aside for right now. Let's talk about the positives. That's a good point. Um, I do like the point, like you guys are saying, that they 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 brought that they brought back the victims and they have survivors, right? Which yeah, was right, another right. another kind of point that they did in 2018, which is I think they did really well in the 2018 movie because um, when you have survivors, there's PTSD, there's all these things, right? That 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 kind mm-hmm. of follow these people. Um, there's also um, now, and here's here's. Here's something interesting that I liked as well, but I wish they would have done better um, was the mob mentality thing where people are just kind of sheep and they're just uh, they're following along with the crowd and doing things because they are kind of, you know, again, following the the crowd blindly. Um, I liked the concept. I didn't like the execution. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if the concept would work at all to tell you honestly i don't think i don't think it matters how you write it i think the introduction of the concept of of the herd mentality in a movie like this where basically i mean spoilers in, in case you guys didn't realize we spoil movies on this on this podcast mm-hmm. but like one of the things that happened in this movie is the survivors of the town from the town uh be you know gather into this kind of mini militia and and at one point go after Michael Myers, and uh, and even at one point, you know, go after an innocent person uh, who was criminally insane. So I don't know how innocent that person is, but they're insane, and but whatever. Uh, uh, and and that person ends up dying because of the because of the of the militia of the of the mob. So um, it, it's it's kind of like. I mean, obviously, they're trying to make, you know, uh, a comment on, on about on society and how, you know, uh, how we're stuck in this in this kind of like with social media and what's happening in politics and all that stuff that people are just kind of blindly following things and not thinking about what they're doing and their actions just following a crowd. So, yeah, all that stuff I is- could definitely see that kind of message coming through a little bit yeah yeah i mean i understand the message i I think it was a little heavy-handed um i don't know how you would do it well like i mean here i am it's easy to comment on it and say hey uh you guys did this poorly but what if they turn around and say well okay well let's see you do it 
I'm like, yeah, how would you do it? I don't know. I don't know. I just know that I can't, (laughs) you know, I don't know. I I know you can't. I know I can't like, I can't write. I can't, I can't take the, the, the concepts that you introduced in this movie and make it better. So yeah, I wouldn't know how to fix this movie. If you're going to keep those concepts in there. I like the concepts. I like the ideas. I like what they're trying to say. It's timely, but I don't, I don't know how you would, how you could write something like this and not make it look cheesy and corny, especially with the, with the actors that they used. Not that it's the actor's fault. It's just the way it was written. Um, The other thing I liked as well was in the end, towards the end, um, they, they got Michael and spoiler alert, spoiler alert. They get Michael, they surround him, which is what the movie was building for, to, which is what I wanted once they introduced the militia, right? Or mm-hmm. the, the mob. They get Michael, they find him, they corner him, and they beat the shit out of him. And I was like, yes, like, yes. Like, this is what, you know, like, this is how you take out the monster, right? And then they fucking fuck it up. That that part of it was like ah like ah i don't know i don't know if i would leave it in or take it out like again i don't know if i don't like i don't know if i like it or dislike it because Mm -hmm. in my head i'm like well he's like a zombie right according to zombie rules you shoot him in the head or chop off the head right or he's some kind of vampire you know again chop off the head stake the heart right if he's supernatural in any way you got to finish the job don't just beat him up you know, and, and right. that's all they did. They, they kicked the shit out of him. He was on the ground. And at one point when yeah. they were patting themselves on the back, you know, Michael Myers yeah. gets up and butchers the whole fucking lot. Right. Which, well, and- which I enjoyed, by the way. <laughs> well, because because if you fuck something like that up, guess what? You deserve it. You yeah, know? exactly. So, again, if I were to rewrite the script, I don't know if I would change that bit of it. All right. I don't know, because I kind of mm-hmm. enjoyed I kind of enjoyed Michael Myers getting up, um, but I have a point here that we will circle back to. So, but like, uh, but okay. So let's go around. What do you guys Primo. think? Yeah. What was your favorite yeah. moment in the movie, Primo? Well, the one part there was pretty was pretty bad. The, I mean, I end? the fact that the end where they get where they beat the shit out of him. I was like, yes, it's about fucking time. Get a, get, This is the way he should go. Then, like I said, he got pissed. They, they they fucked it up. But what got me was the ending. Ending. So the daughter goes upstairs to the house where apparently the do- the the original his sister got the sister or auntie died, right? And sees that Michael Myers is just looking out the window. She goes to the window to see what he sees. And for a, maybe I want to say for a little second, I think she knows what he was looking at. But then, bam, he's right behind her and does the one thing he's only good at, and that's fucking killing her. Yeah. And does it like really, really does a number on her. Like, let's just stab her. He like literally fucks her ass up, you know, and then he just stands there looking out the window and I'm like, please tell me there's more to this, you know? And I'm like, wait, I'm going to have to stay here and see the after credits. Okay. Yeah. But everybody was leaving. I'm like, 
So was was there after credits? No. <laughs> so 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 what you're saying oh. is they waited they waited until the absolute end of the movie to start cranking right. up the tension. Right. They waited until right. the last second of the movie to lay the tension bomb on you. Right. Now, don't get me wrong, throughout the movie there has been some real there were some real good shock factors. You know, like I said, there was a couple of things that made me jump. You know, the way he the way he killed that boy, the boyfriend no, that was crazy. Yeah. He literally beat the shit and then he like crushed his head through the fucking the railing of the house. I'm like, Jesus. Yeah, like the st- yeah. like on the stair, he he on like the on the stairs, yeah, on the stairwell, he, yeah. he was like pushing his head through the through the bars of the of the rails. Mm-hmm. It's just it was just it was nuts. It was nuts, dude. But I mean every person he encountered got killed. There was no survivors in that one. Even you know there was nobody, nobody. He killed every person he even came in contact with, except for that kid in the beginning. Well, that kid in the beginning was the father of the of the boyfriend. Yes, he's the one that yeah. was stuck. Yeah, he killed everybody. He killed everybody. He killed well, everybody. There was no, well, I'm just saying. No... I'm just saying. In the beginning, that was the one kid he let go. Right. But I mean, eventually, he kills everybody. So yeah, he <laughs> killed everybody. So. Yeah. I mean, the one other factor too is, like you said, I love the fact that they continue it right after the 2018 one. Okay, I love that it continued from there. And that's what they did with the original movie. The original, the 1978 version movie, the part two was actually a continuation of the first movie where mm-hmm. they, they take Lori to the hospital. And that's where the second movie takes place is her in the hospital trying to trying to run away from, from Michael. You know? Right. So I love sort of... Yeah, like they, they, they paid homage or they mm-hmm. tried to pay homage. I mean, every person, like I said, every person that was in the first movie was in this movie. The nurse, uh, the the one thing that uh, the one scene I really did it, I did love. I love that scene is when they brought back um, his doctor. That the what's his name? Which one, Loomis or the other one? Loomis, yes, Loomis. Okay, Loomis. So- I sort of like the fact that they went back to him and it's like he's like, did Michael kill again? And the cops like he can't answer because he's the one yeah. who killed his partner you know and yeah. he, and I, I just love the way they captured that character in that movie it was sort of it's sort of like I was sort of giddy because they're like, yeah. oh my god I know this guy's not alive and the way they did it was so perfectly and they the did it acted, back in, in flashback yeah yeah it was it was perfect I love that part I honestly did love that part where he they brought him back Dr. Loomis yeah, that was, yeah, that was cool. I like that. I, you know what? I also liked. I also liked the the fact that they expanded the mythology a little bit by mm-hmm. by uh, revisiting that first night, and they bring the kid downstairs, Michael Myers, and that mm-hmm. cop who was in the hospital with Jamie Lee Curtis. That guy, he Tommy. No, it was was it Tommy? Tommy was, Boyle. Tommy, Tommy Boyle was the kid. The the kid that. That survived. Baby yeah, kid. played yeah, by yeah. Anthony Michael Hall. Yes, by the right. way. So not that guy, but the cop, the cop who was in the hospital with Jamie Lee Curtis. He was the the rookie cop the night that um, that uh, Michael, Michael Myers killed. killed his elder sister. Right. So then now mm-hmm. there was a scene where they were going to basically <clears throat> kill this kid. Now and now think about it, like all these cops were circled around this kid 
and they were going to off him. And, and they were like, oh, no, it wasn't, it wasn't when he was a kid. He was already a, a grown-up, right? He was a grown-up already. He yeah. was already, already grown-up. And so then they bring this guy, they bring Michael Myers downstairs, and they have Michael Myers, and, and, and the, the doctor, Loomis, was going to put a bullet in Michael Myers and, mm-hmm. and, and finish him off and have it be done with. And uh, the rookie cop was the guy who stopped him from shooting yeah. him. You know, who right, is now yeah, in the yeah. hospital with Jamie Lee Curtis. So, like, it's just like, I like how they added that part in it. Like, they, they expanded on the, on the past. I like that kind of adding to what mm-hmm. happened before without changing stuff. Uh, is it a retcon? Yeah. I don't know. But, like, I, I, you know, he come that somehow now is involved because now he feels responsible for Michael Myers still being alive. They could have gotten him. They had him at one point. And all the cops were like, "Yeah, go ahead, kill him." You know, we'll, we'll pre- oh, I dropped my pen. Go ahead. You know, like I'm not watching. Yeah. You know, it happened. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and and you know, the rookie cop was the one guy who stopped him. And so, right. it, like, I like that idea. It's not. It seemed real to me. Sure. Yeah. You know. Uh. So like that part of it, I was like, okay, yeah. They- that could happen, <laughs> you know, like if there was yeah. a murderous bastard like this that you can't get rid of. But now we're talking about Halloween 78 again. <clears throat> and why is that? Well, because that happened in Halloween 78. No, this, they, this backstory. Well, was, it's, it's flashback. Yeah, is a is a made up flashback, isn't it? Yeah, it never they, that oh, never happened. It, it never happened. Yeah. It's an add on story to. All right. To like to this this series. So it was part of this new movie, Kills. Okay. Right. right. But anyway, like I'm sorry, Primo, I didn't mean to cut you off, but like that I just had to throw that in there because that part of it was it really true for you. Yeah. 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 I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> um, so anyway, um not my cousin Dan. What was your favorite part? What was what okay. was so my my favorite part of this movie was, oh man, like three quarters of the way through, when Dickie Moltisanti takes Giuseppina to the ocean and drowns the fuck out of her, and it, you don't see it coming at all, and that wasn't actually in this movie. That I was, was like what? <laughs> That's in the Many Saints in Newark because <laughs> I didn't. Think I yeah, I I left yeah. uh, about halfway through and went home and watched the Many Saints of Newark instead. <laughs> wow! Wow! Um, oh, I I left right about the part where they're in the hospital and Jamie Lee Curtis's daughter is screaming at the granddaughter about you're going to stay here, and the granddaughter is like, "No, we're going to go out and we're going to hunt him down." And at that point, I was like, I. I don't like revenge fantasy. I don't like movies like that. I don't like, and, and I was not enjoying it. Yeah. Like it was, it was not pushing any of my buttons the right way. And I was just like, I'm done. Yeah. And uh, like, that's interesting. I used to be the kind of guy. I used to be the kind of guy where if I went to a movie and I paid for that ticket or if I, whatever it was, a movie, uh, a show, uh, uh, a concert or whatever, you know, um, I, I would, if I paid for it, I would go, you know, and I would stay 
And anymore, I there are far too many or far too few remaining moments in my life to waste them when I'm not enjoying it. And so like, I am, I am the kind of guy now that it's like, if, if it's not working for me, I'm just going to go because if I stay, I'm just going to get upset. You know, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to be pissed off by the end of it that it's like, I, I, I blew all that time and, and I'm unsatisfied and fuck it. You know, you see the part where you get pissed off and, um, and get mad at the movie because what happens is that at that point you're taken out of the movie right you're paying attention to the filmmaking and not the story you're not engrossed you're not in you're not in in the movie anymore you're not part of you're not a right uh, the 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 voyeur part of it is destroyed no now you're you're not experiencing it all you're experiencing is your dissatisfaction yes well and so the experience of it is done and over with that's that's you see for me though uh that's when the movie turns into something else for me and i still enjoy it because then it's like ah oh, that's not what i would do <laughs> yeah is- i will say this this for whatever reason you know this movie crossed that boundary for me where it's like i wasn't even able to do that i was just like it wasn't even that's not what I would do because I, I enjoy that, too. I love a good hate watch. Yeah, I love hate watching stuff on Netflix. I really do. <laughs> but like this, this movie for me, Halloween Kills got to a point where I wasn't even doing that. I was just like, I don't care. No. I don't care what these people are doing. I don't no. care what I would do. I don't care. I'm no. out. You see, this is where the the. uh the enjoy like like when i go to watch a movie there are three different people four different people that go watch the movie with me in my head right yeah usually i i try to go watch a movie and leave all these people at home (laughs) you know i because i like a long time ago when i was in film school i would do this too much i would go to a movie and analyze it so i would bring the the film student to the movie theater and then I would ruin the movie for myself yeah. and everybody with me. Yeah. Uh, uh, and this this time this time I, I went I went I always go with the intention of just being entertained, uh, being an audience member. You know. Yeah. So uh, so I, I I have not walked out of that many movies in my life. I have like I have <laughs> I have at home like uh-huh. started watching a movie got like 20 minutes in and been like it's not for me you know uh-huh. i the the number of movies that i've actually walked out of i think it's maybe like five wow it's I- it's the original judge dread with sylvester stallone walked out of that what <laughs> oh yeah yeah i walked out of what? that get out of um, here i walked out of grindhouse Oh, no. Grindhouse yeah. is a masterpiece. No, I walked out of Grindhouse. Well, no. Okay. I walked out of Planet Terror. Planet Terror is hard to watch. I walked out of Planet Terror and then I waited for um, what's the second movie? Uh, Death Proof. I waited for Death Proof to start and then I went back in. But Planet Terror was just like, this is fucking dumb and I didn't like it. Is, is that the one with... Um, um- that's the Roberto Rodriguez Bruce movie. Will- 
Yeah. With Bruce Willis as one of like the head zombies or whatever crap. Is that is that that's the that's the one, right? Where, where it's like on an work. army base and they start yeah. getting yeah, they start going all zombie or aliens. Yeah. It's planet terror. Yeah. Um and all I know is like I, I walked out of Planet Terror and I just like I waited in the lobby of the movie theater, like counting the minutes until Death Proof started and I went back in. That's crazy because um, I've watched Grindhouse, but I have never watched Death Proof. Well, Death Proof is uh, the Grindhouse. Grindhouse is a double feature. Yes. So you got right. Planet double Terror feature. is the first and then Death Proof is the second. Yeah. Right. Death Proof is great. I love that. Fantastic. Proof. Hell yeah. Um, it, it's just like I remember someone like I be I remember being in, in film school for that movie and my friends and I were all sitting around and it's like like somebody said in the in the in the, in the group was like it's like they came up with this idea and then they went away you know the two of them Roberto Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino went away and they didn't show each other the movie when they got out right because, yeah because then <clears throat> Roberto yeah. Rodriguez puts this thing out and then like then. And it's like embarrassing in comparison to uh, right. Yep. You know, not not that that it's embarrassing, but well, it's because a, one of them's a horror movie and the other one's really a thriller movie. Yeah. Right. You know, but it's mm-hmm. more than that. It's it's the quality of the filmmaking, right? Like it's or the story. It, it was still. Yeah. And I think Planet Terror was supposed to be like a send up of campy zombie alien movies. You know, so it was really over the top with the camp value and stuff like that. And and it just it missed the mark. Not, it for me it missed. It wasn't the supposed to be was but wasn't the Grindhouse series supposed to be sort of like a uh, an homage to like drive in movies? Yeah, it was supposed so, to be like an homage to to grind well, grindhouse movies. Grindhouse you know? movies, right. yeah. So like Grindhouse um, movies is this genre of like basically B yeah. C movies that only play at yeah. these at these yeah. like cheap and, uh, horror movies, like, well, yeah. like basically exploitation right. flicks, stuff yes. like I spit on your grave and oh, you know yeah. that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, so anyway, like uh, so now I know like there are two or three other movies that I've walked out of that I can't really remember, but now Halloween Kills <laughs> is is in that, and and again, like I don't. Congratulations to the movie makers like you made your vision and you put it out there and I'm sure there are tons of people who think it's great and loved it. I did not. It's, I, uh, I'm not I'm not saying it's bad. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's garbage. I'm saying I did not enjoy it. Well, it's not for you. Now, we interrupt the podcast to let you know that if you're building a website and you need a hosting service, Bluehost is definitely the way to go. If especially if you're building it in uh, WordPress, for example, it's the hosting service I use for my website, the Flowroll Podcast, and they're super dependable. Never had a problem. Easy to use. I highly recommend them. Make sure you use the referral link in the description so that Bluehost knows I sent you. Also, the music you're listening to here comes from Epidemic Sound. Now, Epidemic Sound is a great service which allows you to get licenses to music with a very affordable monthly plan. It's great. And you can get a 30-day free trial if you act now. With over 35,000 tracks and 90,000 sound effects, 
you will find all that you will need for your projects. When you head over to Epidemic Sound, make sure you use my referral link in the description so they know that I sent you. Now, I just recently started using Monday. Um, Monday.com has what they call an work operating system, a work OS. What it is is a work management software. It's more than just a to-do list. It allows you to work with teams. You can put timelines on things. It organizes your projects in a very easy to read dashboard and it's super customizable. I love it. Just started using it. Uh, I'm sharing it with my teams now. It's a great tool for you to use for your work, especially nowadays when we're working from home and we're a little more disconnected. We don't have the people in front of us to ask questions about where is this project? How are you doing on this? What's the timeline, etc., etc. So with Monday, it makes it very easy for you to kind of keep an eye on things. I love it. I love it. It's an amazing piece of software. I highly recommend it. And when you make your way over to monday.com, make sure you use my referral link in the description. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like, and, and, that, and that, that's just the case. Like, like uh, there are plenty of people who went to see this movie and they loved it. Yeah. Like I was in the theater with them. They loved it. And I, I had fun being next to them. That was part of part of the enjoyment of, of being there as as an audience mm-hmm. member. But like mm-hmm. there was this old couple sitting right next to me and the old guy kept turning around talking to me. He's like, I don't know what they're doing with this guy, but but this guy, he's way more powerful than he was in the 78. <laughs> they just they just build him up way too much. He doesn't do this yeah. stuff. You know, it's just yeah. like and I was like, I, I would like turn around and look at him. I'm like, wow, this guy's awesome. Because <laughs> you know, he was like the wrinkliest old dude. <laughs> he had to be like yeah. 80, you know? But in yeah. his mind, he's still that 20-year-old kid. That loves fucking horror Halloween. Movies. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he was sitting there bro. and he was like, nah, dude, this is not the way this nah. This this doesn't no, he doesn't do this. I don't know. I don't understand this. This <laughs> this is not the way he's supposed to be. That was, well, that's I, great. I, I was, if I if I'd have had that guy, I may have sat through it. I was like sitting there, I was just like, tell yep. me more, dude. Like, yeah. you know, like I didn't for, really- for what it's worth, the many saints of Newark, pretty good movie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I wasn't. I I never watched The Sopranos. I've literally never seen an episode of The Sopranos. Watched that. Thought it was good standalone. You know, like uh, on its own. Pretty pretty good flick. And and it had something that Halloween Kills didn't have for me, which is I never saw the kills coming. Boom! Mm. They were just on you, and mm. and 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 it was like holy shit! What just happened? <laughs> <laughs> So um, one thing I have to bring up, because like I said, I go to these movies and, and, and sometimes these other people come with me and these and, and the martial artist reared his ugly head uh-huh. while I was watching this fucking movie. And there okay. was just so many things. See, 2018 did something perfectly. All right. And that was Jamie Lee Curtis is, has PTSD. And she's a survivalist. She yeah. she turns into this into this like like well trained, well planned yeah. killer. She not only mm-hmm. has a in, in 2018. Not only does she have this room that's a panic room. It's not just a panic room. It's a 
it's a fucking trap. She even tells you in the movie, this is like, right. you know, yeah. it's a trap. And then she pulls this lever and slink and dude is caught in the fucking house. I was like, fuck yeah. I, that movie was awesome it, it, because of <laughs> shit like that. Because yeah. she goes into that bunker and she pulls open this door and there is guns. Well, and it's, you know, that took me a little bit by surprise with 2018. And at first I didn't actually care for it too much because I was, I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. Where are you going with, what, what, you know, now you're turning a horror movie into an action movie. What's happening here. Yeah. But they, they took Jamie Lee Curtis uh, from, from the Halloween movies and they turned her into Sarah Connor from the Terminator. Yes. Yes, <laughs> and, exactly. Exactly. And at first I didn't like it. And then by the end of that movie, I was like, I love this. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love this ridiculous panic room. I love the apocalyptic vision. I loved it at first. I didn't, but by the end of the movie, it pulled me in. You know, the only part I didn't like about, about 2018 is they killed the podcasters. That was not fair. Oh. No. Do not kill the podcasters. No. That's the fucking guy I yeah. fucking identified. The goofy dumbass yeah. asking the especially, questions. Especially <laughs> don't don't kill the podcasters who are late to the podcasting game. <laughs> don't we're we're poor dumb bastards. Don't we don't need killing yet? No, well, no. We, we'll do it to ourselves. Not, you, you might well, you you might have not liked it, but I sort of loved it because that. Okay, throughout the beginning of the movie, when they're like trying to interview Michael Myers and shit like that, and when he got out in the twenty eighteen when he escaped, right? When they stop at the gas station, you see him walking in the background. Yeah, and I was like, I love that. And I was like, who is that? And I was like, oh, it's Michael Myers. And I'm like, it was a good introduction for them to know that he is like there. Because like by the time you turn around, everybody's dead. Yeah. The cashier's dead. The mechanics are dead. The girl just wants to use the washroom. You know, the other guy walks around, doesn't even notice the bodies until he goes into the bathroom. Yeah, and I sort of I loved it. I was like, "Oh, that's so so like, slick." And you know, it. one of the things that I'm thinking I've been thinking about since you guys brought it up is that ending where they beat the shit out of Michael Myers, and then right. they're up patting themselves on the back, and then Michael gets up and slaughters them. Yeah, and how that's a commentary, how that whole mob mentality thing, how the whole the the whole town kind of bands together like a bunch of idiots and goes down to chase down a serial killer. And then they get slaughtered. And you're talking about how, you know, if you were trying to make that social, you, you feel like they missed the mark in making that social commentary. But if you were going to try to do it, you wouldn't know how, right? I, I wouldn't know how to do it. And I've been thinking about that, especially not having seen it to the end. <laughs> I feel like I know exactly how they could have done it and made that <laughs> made that social commentary where if at the end of the movie, the mob does 
beat the shit out of Michael Myers and they do slaughter him and kill him beyond any kind of, they, they tear him to pieces and he's done. There's no question about it. Michael Myers is done. And then the end of the movie is they now, now they're killers. They've become killers Mm -hmm. and they go off and they, they just turn on each other and start slaughtering themselves in the street. And it's a slaughter fest in Haddonfield, Illinois. And Michael Myers is dead, but the evil goes on inside the mob. That's how it should. That's how it should have ended. That's not bad. I actually like if that's the social commentary that they were trying to make. Yeah. I don't know. You see, here's the problem though. I, I wonder if maybe they did come up with that and they didn't let them have it. Probably. Could, I, I, but but I mean, it would be, it would kind of be like the end of night of the living dead <clears throat> where the army comes in and just slaughters the fuck out of everybody, mm. you know? Yeah. 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 And, and then who's the monster, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And so then the end of the movie, but I can tell you why they didn't do that. And Edgar, you and I talked about this because this is not the end of the Halloween franchise. And no, even though the not. next movie is supposed to be the end, Halloween ends the end of the franchise. Every second of this movie is setting up the reboot. It's all setting up the next version of this franchise. Well, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't I don't even I don't know if I would say setting up, but they're not going to they're not going to let this franchise go away. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, no, maybe yeah. maybe they give it a rest for five years, maybe even ten, but someone's gonna dig it up again. But I, I bet you it doesn't last two years. No, before any they any it. franchise that's bankable will just go on ad nauseum forever, from now until the end of the time. Absolutely. Look at Marvel. Look at Star Wars. Absolutely, James Bond. Even you know, like it, if it's a if it's a bankable franchise, they're never gonna let it go. No, that's how Turtles is. Yeah, Turtles bankable. <laughs> Yeah. How many reboots have we had of that already? Yeah. So, um, again, one of the, like, like I guess, again, the martial artist in me, um, I just wanted to mention there are things that that just bothered me. And it's, again, like, it's the idea that th- there's two problems with it. They didn't do what they did in 2018. In 2018, these people, they had these traumatizing you know, uh, events happened to them in their lives. And what they ended up doing was they ended up preparing themselves for the worst, you know, and Jamie Lee Curtis did that. Her character, she, she, she got a bunker, you know, it's got traps. She can blow up the house and, and, and she was ready for the worst, even if it wasn't going to happen. And she would tell everybody the worst is going to come. Right. My feeling, especially after watching 2018, but even as a martial artist, I can't help but think that you don't go through all that shit and not get some kind of preparedness, you know, in your life. You don't, you, you, you get gun training, you, you get martial arts training. You may even join the fucking military and get really well-trained. Like, you know how they had those four survivors in the bar and the one mm-hmm. asshole went up into the front and started having that big, stupid speech? First of all, if, if, those, if these events were as traumatizing as they, as they believe it to be, these guys would have become 
all they would have been all ex military, all black belts in jujitsu. Oh, all I don't know about that. Yes, I don't no. think I don't think that these people would have would have just lived life like that. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes, dude, trauma is a weird thing. Look, that that's clearly the way that you see it. I I, I kind of disagree. Sometimes you go through a trauma. And you spend the rest of your life not wanting anything to do with that sort of violence, you know? But then what would you do? Would you stay in Haddonfield, Illinois? Fuck no. Yeah. The the idea that those people were still in Haddonfield, Illinois, that was maybe a little bit of of a, okay, that no. You see what I'm saying? So there's all kinds of problems. Go ahead. Those there were visiting. Are you sure? I don't think so. Yep. No, the, 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 no that's it. another thing. That's something. If that's the case, then I have a problem with that because who the fuck celebrates that by coming back home to where your trauma happened They're on Halloween? The, the, that they right. survive. Yeah, but that that's a little. Survive. That's a little macabre, man. Like right, you're going yeah. to go back to where you almost died. No, like all the those son, people, like the the son, like the man, the the man with the son. He lived it. He lived there. Yeah, yeah that's his own mistake. And, yeah. So, but the other, the other, like the two nurse, the nurse and the the child, the girl, they left. They left and they came back. That was mm. the, that was the, that was that stupid. I, I would have been like, I don't know. I wouldn't come back. I, I mean, know. I yeah, but I, I don't know. I guess I can see the whole like the idea of you know why wouldn't these people go out and get training and whatnot? But but it, like I guess I just. For me, it's like, dude, I like I used to get into fights a lot, right? Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I used to get into fights. And since I would been probably like, let's say 28, you know, it's like I avoid fights at all costs. Exactly. Because it's like and I haven't gone to go train in BJJ or mixed martial arts or, or an individual martial art. I haven't gone to train and, and fight and learn how to fight more. I just stay away from fights. Exactly. You know? And, and so like, I, I guess like, yeah, I can, I can agree with you on like, I don't know why these people would still be there after having that experience, but I, I just, I have a hard time agreeing with you that like anybody who goes through some horrible trauma is going to get trained up on gun combat. Like, and now I don't, I would think so. I mean, I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, I think it made perfect sense for her. Like, why aren't these guys more than just, just a bunch but, of schmucks. I guess then, I would also say that Jamie Lee Curtis's character, based on that house that she put together and the, the way that she was living, I mean, that's a person that's definitely on the threshold of legally insane. <laughs> right. That's that's a person who is not fit for that's a person who needs some therapy. Yeah. You know, oh, she's absolutely. not help. She's not really helping herself or anybody else. At no. That point, you but know? her insanity does help people in the end right she saved sure you know but anyway well, like yeah so like another nick picky problem that i have with it was the idea that that you think you can take this guy out and and never mind the fact that maybe you you have this idea in your head and i i don't know i go back and forth because you like like you're saying sure there's got to be people who think like this 
But the the idea that you think that you can take this fucking serial killer out, that you can go out and get this guy is, is a problem with me, right? So I'm like already like in the yeah. beginning, you don't know what's happening. You don't really know anything about this guy. You know, he's a killer. And you think with you and your homies, you can go out and get rid of the guy. Yeah. Off or, or like this, this guy has already offed how many people? Yeah. And Ooh. you're going to be the one who stops. Exactly. So mm-hmm. that part of it bothers me. So like, okay, so you know a little bit about the guy, you know that he kills people. You think you can get him. Okay. I'll give you that. You think you're some kind of badass. You're going to grab the bat off the fucking bar. Yeah. You're going to go after him with a baseball bat. Yeah. You're not going right. to get yourself a gun. You're going to grab the bar bat, whatever. Okay. So sure. yeah, maybe you, the guy doesn't know how to handle a gun, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. I'll give you that much. But then you see the body count start going up. That shit should be real to you. You should start seeing people. Okay, so now Especially you know- if you're a survivor. Exactly. Of this, of this guy. Of this and guy. At, like at what point? This is why I don't like revenge fantasy movies. This exact what we're talking about. I don't I just don't like it as a trope. It's this whole idea of you're you're going to go and get that guy. Yeah. And, and it's like, dude, no, you need to walk away. Like You need to walk away right now. Well, you see, this is this is the part where in revenge fantasy, this makes sense, because what happens? Michael Myers gets up and butchers the lot. He makes yeah. big, he makes spaghetti sauce out of all of them. Yeah, you know? and 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 so that part of it makes sense to me. Who the sure. fuck? You, who do the fuck you guys think you are? You guys are gonna take out the fucking? You're gonna, you're take, gonna the, take out the devil himself? Yeah, what is it? that's isn't that what Loomis called him? The boogeyman. Uh, the, the boogeyman. boogeyman. Yeah, yeah, they all call him the boogeyman. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, right. I, yeah. I so so like this is the perfect. I mean, this makes sense. I guess. Honestly, if you're gonna if you're gonna like a revenge fantasy one, this would be make this would be good because in in the end, the people who think they're so badass, they get, get their comeuppance. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, I and guess. It, sure. And, and it's and it's glorious because mm-hmm. he gets knocked down. They're all patting themselves on the back, and he gets up and just makes mush out of all of them. It was amazing, and it's a part of it. That's the part where I'm like, okay, chop him off, chop, chop his head off, you know, shoot him in the, in the, in the stomach, whatever you see. But like the other part of it too, where I got caught up as a martial artist in this is he grabs somebody, right. And he picks him up. Like he's so freakishly strong. Cause I'm also paying attention to like, this guy's fucking crazy strong. Yeah. Like he's, he's like crazy strong, supernaturally just, strong, supernaturally strong. Mm-hmm. Like not only is he picking up like little kids and stuff, but he's picking up like, he's picking up like grown men. Yeah. You know, people who are probably like a couple hundred pounds right. right off the ground. He's holding them up in the air, you know? And I'm like, holy shit. What would I do if someone grabbed me from the, from the, from the arm, from the chest like that, you know? So I was thinking maybe arm bar, maybe this, maybe that. But I guess what I would do is just like, fuck, like in my head, you know, especially from being on the mats, I would know there's somebody this strong. I don't want to fuck with them. Yeah. You go ragdoll at that point. Yeah. You're just like, well, I would just like slip off as best as I take my shirt off, let him hold on to the shirt and just slip my shirt off and run off naked, you know, just like fucking run away. And and let the dude hold my shirt while I'm gone. I'm just going to run because he never runs. 
fucking do walks everywhere. Right. <laughs> right. You know, I'm just going to run. That's just, just, and that's what you should be doing in any kind and of maybe, stuff. maybe that's like one of the, like, like a subversive point that they were trying to make in this movie that everybody gets off because they're too stupid to run away. Yeah. Maybe that's sure. one of the points that they're trying to make. Maybe is, is if you're too stupid to walk or run away from a fight, you can't win. Then you deserve to die. Maybe. Interesting. Mm. But, but I, I feel like where we'd be giving the screenwriters maybe a little too much credit <laughs> because I think they were just making a straight up horror movie. I think they were trying to make a splatter fest and that's exactly what they made. Oh, well, it, it's fantastic for that. The kills are great. I enjoyed watching yeah. them and I'm not even a guy for gore. I, you know, I got to admit the, the scene where the fire, the fire brigade shows up at the, at, at the torture house. Yeah. <laughs> and they accidentally free him mm-hmm. and then he he just walks through and slaughters all the firemen like that's honestly that was the point at which i knew i was like oh, i'm walking out of this movie ah. and, and like i gave it probably another 20 25 minutes past that point but it was it was just like the they they start with all the posturing and the firemen kind of take up their combat stances and it's like dude these are firemen they're not soldiers they go and fight fires they don't fight people yeah you know mm-hmm. and well you think the guy with the with the fucking chainsaw would at least have a fucking a, a chance yeah no, he didn't, he didn't have a chance him. didn't no, even he have a chance him. no he that was, and, that was like, yeah, but chainsaw swinging. Fuck that. I just, it's just <laughs> like, you see everybody else getting off right in front of you. That's just like, yeah, just, like you just run, just turn run. around and run. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know what? Here's, here's the Fuck thing that. nobody ever wants to believe about themselves. Everybody that goes out and buys a gun for home defense, everybody that goes and takes, you know, martial arts classes so mm-hmm. that they can defend themselves. Mm-hmm. Here's the well, thing that none of them get. When fight or flight kicks in, you are going to flight. And you, you are going to run. You should run because you're because it's not, it's not because you're a coward. It's not because you're, you're a scaredy cat. It's because that's how you survive. Mm. Somebody breaks into somebody breaks into your house, no matter how much you romanticize it and how much you tell yourself, well, I'm going to just roll over and get my gun from the nightstand and I'll take them out. No, that's not going to what's going to happen. They're going to break into the house. If you're lucky, you're going to call 911 and they're going to fucking leave the moment that they find out there's someone in there. You know what? I think mm-hmm. I think you I think you got it. I think you actually just told me what the movie's about. I mean, because I got something right. No, 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 no. Because no, no, I, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> no, it's no, not. Yeah, no, no, that's what I am saying. It's just it's well, not, it's not always, crazy here. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just like, you know, I've been thinking about what is this movie about? Right. Is it is it about the supernatural being that comes that gets released from the fires of, you know, some trap that he got out and uh, that we release this monster onto the world? It is it is it 
the survival Jamie Lee Curtis is it you know us seeing her as a protagonist you know I keep wondering who is this movie made for who's who are you supposed to be as the person watching this movie who do you identify with who are you supposed to be identifying with yeah, yeah. I don't want to be identifying with the idiots in the mob and I really feel like this one they're if anybody, they're trying to make you identify with Michael Myers. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're yeah. right about that. I, Michael Myers, but he doesn't, as a protagonist, doesn't really experience change. He just keeps killing people. Right. You know, so right. he's not he's not really a protagonist. He's just kind of like a plot device, I guess. He's a MacGuffin. Yeah. You so, know, so it's just like it's like, but yeah, you're right. Like, who do I identify with? I guess Michael Myers, you know? Yeah. But but then you got to think about who is this movie made for, right? And so one of the things you're talking about is like there's all these people who think they're better than they are, and I think mm-hmm. I think especially with the mob mentality, I think this movie's trying to say that all you people you think you think you're so badass, you think that you know better, right? For whatever reason, mm-hmm. whatever faction you're part of, whatever you know, uh, but you're you you. You don't really know what you're up against and and saying that you you know i think this is basically on one of like on gun control for example this could be applied it's just like you think that because like you're saying you think you're gonna buy a gun and you think you're gonna protect your home but when when an intruder gets the drop on you this is one of the points that actually like uh uh police training kind of goes through and, and just kind of gun training. I, I don't have any of it. It just is hearsay. But like they talk about like sometimes there is no way you're going to be able to fight out. No. Out of, a, of someone getting the drop on you. Someone gets the drop on you. They got the drop well, on you. You're done. I would think this is something that you've probably learned about a million times doing BJJ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once somebody gets you, guess what? They fucking get you. You're done. You're done. Once you're done. they once they get you, there's a point at which you're not going to fight your way out of it. Yeah, and, no, and you're done. You're pretty much done. The funny thing too is like with jujitsu, like they like to say that you can, you know, given the enough training, you can take anyone out. Well, the truth of the matter is, people don't like to talk about it, but sometimes, we, if you're a smaller oh. guy and you get a giant motherfucking strong guy who knows enough, he knows enough. Yeah, you're in trouble. If all even okay, let's just well, say all this. There's always the, somebody better. There's always, there's always somebody. It doesn't or, matter who you are. Or someone just gets lucky, you know. Yeah. Or or let's say the skills are the same. You both know about the same stuff, but he's just bigger and stronger. You're gonna right. lose. You're just gonna lose. Yeah. You're you know? not gonna win every single time. No, it's just how it goes. It just goes how and, it goes, and that's what I think this movie's trying to say. This is like, don't think you're more than what you are. You know? You, yeah. You, just because you're a mob mm-hmm. and you, and you think you have the best of intentions doesn't mean that you're going to win. Yeah. True. Doesn't mean True. you're right. And that you, yeah, things. <laughs> but are I think we're, you. we're going down the same path with this movie that we went, that we go down with every movie, which is we are way overanalyzed. <laughs> I don't think any of this was intentional. I, I don't think there was any intent to send any kind of message whatsoever. I think they were just making a splatter fest. I don't know. 
Because I mean, why wouldn't why would you introduce a mob? Because there is a point in the movie too. Because there is well, you introduce guy. a mob because then you get to see a mob get slaughtered. <laughs> you introduce well, a mob because how, hey, I can see sitting in the writers' room. How do we up the body count here? Mob, mob, yeah, instantaneous, <laughs> angry mob, have them all dead. Yeah, yeah. Well, like there's a there's a perfect point of what we're talking about. There's a point where there's a guy in a car, right? He gets to the Michael Myers house. He's sitting in the car with two kids, like 15 year old kids in the car. And he's like, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to get him. And, and I'm like, what? You're going to leave these kids alone. Yeah. Yeah. And and you're going to go get him by yourself. Yep. So then like everybody in the theater sitting there, no, no, he's going to get it. You know, he goes in and he gets it. You know, he gets he goes in and he gets murdered. And then what happens? The kids hear him like shoot off a a few rounds and then the kids get up and go in there. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. The adult just got murdered. You two idiots are going to go in there. You you don't have horror movies without people making bad decisions. Yeah, that's true. That's the fuel that runs every horror movie. People so, make bad decisions. So me, Other, otherwise, you don't have people getting slaughtered. <laughs> so me and Rick, we're kicking around the silly ideas afterwards, and, and one of the, the 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 silly ideas was, you know what? Why don't we get somebody who knows all the shit that's supposed to happen, and they do what they're supposed to do? I hear a noise over there. I'm gonna go this way, right? Yeah, and they still get murdered. You know, see, now that would be an interesting movie. Yeah. I, I said, well, then what kind of monster is it? And I said, it's a teleporting demon. Every he, no matter where you go, he's going to show up. He's going to be there and you're dead. Or it's an army of teleporting demons. Well, and then like Rick brought up the good point that Scream has the two killers. Right. right. Yeah. Right. So it seemed like he was everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I like this idea of we're going to we're going to write a movie where everybody makes the right choice and still gets it still gets whacked. <laughs> and, should, and, and the movie will be, and the movie will be called Not Another How I Sur- How I Didn't Survive. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, a little bit on the nose, but sure. <laughs> yeah. Um All right, so um so what would you what would you say about this movie, Cousin Primo? Since you were a, one of the, you know, one of the few people in this podcast who watched the movie all the way through, well, would you recommend for, it? I would recommend it um, for everybody. You see, I would recommend it to a fan. That's my thing. Okay. Okay. My thing is, I would recommend it to a fan, but like I'm a fan, and I was like. Eh, it's okay. Mm. I can honestly say, if you want to watch it, watch it. But it's one of those movies that I would say is like, just to say that you watched it. And that's that. You know? I'll agree with Primo. If you are a diehard Halloween fan and a committed completist, Mm -hmm. see this movie. Yeah, it's part of the it's part of the Halloween. It's part of the lore. It's not 
look, it's not all bad. I, like, again, I, I, it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch the whole thing. I shouldn't be able to comment on it, you know, in, in any kind of evaluative fashion. Mm-hmm. Right. But um, if you're looking for the same feelings that the original Halloween gave you, you're not going to get it from this movie. No. No, if you no. if you if you are a completist and you love the Halloween franchise and you've seen all of them, well, then you may as well see this one because you're going to see the next one and yeah. you got to see this one if you're going to see the next one, because the next one won't make sense if you haven't seen this one. Exactly. If I'm you a- like splatter fests, go ahead and go see this. If you like revenge fantasies, go ahead and go see this. I um, I'm a completist. I didn't see all the movies, but I know this is part of a set. Like you got to watch, you got to watch the first one. You got to watch 2018. You got to watch this yeah. one. And then you got to watch kill or ends. Right? Yeah. Ends, yeah. I watch kills. I, I want to, I want to complete the set. So I'm going to watch and like, I'm not ruling out going to go see Halloween ends. Yeah. I think yeah, I, to- I had ruled it out. Because mm-hmm. uh, I was talking about this with Edgar the other night, where <laughs> yeah. you were a little like, yeah. where 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 it's like I, I mean I can already the, the next movie is my mind from what I've seen of this one and from what you guys have told me and what Edgar told me about what happens in the second half of this movie, like I don't feel any regret about walking out because it sounds like the second half of that movie is exactly to moment to moment exactly what I was expecting it to be, which is why I didn't stick around. Yeah. And and if that's true and I could predict that, I have a pretty strong feeling that I know exactly what's going to happen in Halloween ends. You're and I walk know, out of it too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that what that movie is going to do is all all it's going to do, it's going to end this franchise. Yes, for sure. It's going to end this version of the Halloween franchise. All it's there to do is set up the phase, whatever, phase four of the Halloween franchise, you know, phase three, whatever phase we're on. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't need to see that, you know? I, um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, well, you know, a few theories that we're having is that it will end because, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis will be gone, right? She's going to, mm-hmm. her character is going to get off in that one. And that will be the end of it. You know, and when she dies, the theory is Michael Myers dies. You know, my prediction, the the evil that is inside Michael Myers will just populate inside somebody else. And then the granddaughter become, and then it becomes a franchise about the granddaughter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's pretty much. Or right. maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe the granddaughter becomes the next Michael Myers. Yeah. You know. Or they just start all over again and they have a new Jamie Lee Curtis. And and it's enough. Well, I'm, I see it as... <laughs> He's like, enough. <laughs> I see it as Jamie enough. Lee Curtis is going to be... is going to show her granddaughter how to survive. You know, like... In, well, I think she's kind of already like, done that. Well, yeah. the, well, right. She she really didn't know anything except that, like, in 2018, she just stabbed Michael Myers to let go of her, of her grandmother and that's when they they closed the gate on him 
but like the daughter knew how to the daughter knew something because remember when he was when they she's like oh i'm sorry honey blah 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 in the 2018 one they're lying downstairs and he shows up she goes gotcha bam shoots him dead in the fucking foot and that, uh, that was the daughter not the granddaughter yeah, yeah that's, that's, what he, that's what i'm saying yeah that's what he's saying oh, the okay. daughter has a little training you know she has somewhat training but the granddaughter has none so it'd be like jamie lee curtis is still alive it's now her job to teach the <laughs> granddaughter how to survive because both parents are now dead yeah mm. you know so that's how i see it that's what's going to happen next so on a, on a different topic dan you said you had a, a great halloween story oh i don't you don't know i really i mean i don't yeah i don't have a great <laughs> halloween story but i have a halloween story i have a couple of halloween stories i'll tell this one because it's fairly innocent i was okay <laughs> this was when i was like i would say i was six or seven maybe eight years old and we we're getting ready to go to this, uh, the Cub Scout Halloween party uh-huh. at St. At Pascal School in Chicago. Mm-hmm. We were getting ready to go to the Cub Scout Halloween party. And I like we had all of our all of our like Halloween stuff was in the basement, you know. And so I'm in the basement and I had this this Halloween costume. I can't actually remember what I was originally supposed to be. I can't remember what the original costume was, but I was in the basement and I was getting all the stuff together. It's like uh, maybe an hour or two before we're supposed to go to the Cub Scout thing. And I grab all my stuff and the floor in the basement was really slippery. So I slipped on the floor and like did a f- like face first oh. into, into oh. this, uh, like a, a cabinet, like a, a dresser that was down there. Oh, and like face first, right into one of the handles of the dresser, like right in that spot underneath your lower lip where oh. kind of your chin meets your lip. Yeah. Oh. And my bottom teeth punched through. Oh. <laughs> All right. Oh, shit. And I'm like, ah, ah, you know. And my mom comes running down the stairs and she's looking at like, we were not a hospital kind of family, you know? And, and so like my mom's looking at my lip and she's like, Oh, wow, that's pretty bad. Let's, you know, and she's, <laughs> she's like, like pressing on it to get the blood to stop flowing, you know? And like, I'm holding a bandage on it and it gets to a point where I'm, like the bleeding basically stopped, like it dried up, you know, oh, Jesus. <laughs> and it gets to the point where I'm like, well, now what am I going to do? Like, we got to go to this Halloween party and I've got like massive swollen lip and you know, like <laughs> bloody holes, through, you know, <laughs> and, and instead of being like, oh, honey, we're not going to the Halloween party. My mom was like, well, let's think about this, you know? And, and so like whatever the costume I was going to wear, I, like I said, I can't remember it. She pulls out this clown costume, wow. right? Like, and she dresses me up as a clown. <laughs> and she puts the white grease paint all over my face, except for on that bottom lip where there are now 
teeth holes. (laughs) And she takes Vaseline and rubs it over there to be like, we're we're just going to, we're going to rub Vaseline on there to make sure that the cuts stay clean, you know, so that nothing gets in there so that they don't get infected. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I'm dressed as a clown and we go, (laughs) and it's like, so I've got like white clown makeup on my face, except for like my bottom lip and my chin, which is covered in Vaseline, which Mm -hmm. like, if you didn't look at it too closely or were maybe 20 feet away, probably looked okay, you know? But if you got real close, it looked pretty fucking weird. <laughs> okay, so she, weird. Put, she put Vaseline. Okay. Yeah. Did she? Did she, okay? As a clown, clowns have red lips. Did she paint that, or yeah, she just yeah. put the face? No, okay, no. So I had, had I had, had the, the red red lips, white face, okay. Okay. and but but like remember, my lip was fine. It was this underneath part, right? Right. That's it, nuts. It so I had the oh. red lips and I had uh, the whole things covered in Vaseline. <laughs> and then as we're at, as we're at the Cub Scout Halloween party, my face starts bleeding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so it's like, I'm this, now I'm not just a clown. Like I'm a deranged clown with like blood <laughs> dripping down his chin. And like oh. droplets of blood all over my clown costume. And all the other kids were like, oh my God, that's like the creepiest Halloween costume I've ever seen. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm sitting there like, what? Because I don't know, you know? I'm like, what? And they're like, your face. And so like I went to look in the bathroom and I'm like, oh Jesus, what the fuck do I do now? You know? Oh, God. So I spent spent like the rest of the evening like in the bathroom like holding the towel again holding oh. paper towels again. Like, <laughs> oh. oh that's horrible yeah that's, yeah oh that's that's a crazy story man well, that's, that's, I, that's, mean, I, gotta, I gotta give props to your and i mean you gotta think like oh. this is this, okay so what this would be Dedication, you know? 1984 1985 <laughs> and i would have been what is it, 1984? So, so like six or seven years old. Mm-hmm. Six or seven years old is like Cub Scouts. That's not where people have creepy costumes. <laughs> like that's where people have like, oh, it's Winnie the Pooh and Tigger too. Yeah. And here's like deranged clown Danny, like bloody face, like crazy it clown. <laughs> but except it's real blood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it they looks like you were- they probably thought you were John Wayne Gacy and shit. Right? Oh, dude. <laughs> Especially at that time? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> dude, shit. Dude. That's fucking nuts, man. Oh, dude. There's another story I, I could tell you. It has nothing to do with Halloween. But, I, like, I still have a scar from this to this day. When I was a kid, we, we lived in, my parents owned this, uh, they owned a three flat. Mm-hmm. Uh, way up on the northwest side in Portage Park. Right. And uh, the we lived in the mid-level apartment, you know, so like, you know, how three flats are there's like the flight. There, there's a basement apartment or a garden apartment and there's a flight of stairs that goes up to the middle level. And that's kind of the main apartment. And then there's uh, one on top of that or yeah. two on yeah. top of it, depending, you know. So we lived in that main level apartment and it had a big bay window out on the front and in the living room. 
in the living room. I, I don't know if you remember this. Like it, it's an old Chicago thing. There are a lot of really old buildings in Chicago. And for a while there, like everywhere we lived, there was a an old fireplace in the in the living room, but it wasn't like it wasn't a working fireplace anymore. At some point, like the chimney had gotten closed up and it was just there, you know? And like, so this fireplace, there's a fireplace and there's two mantle cases on either side of the fireplace. And then there's this bay window. And my dad had this easy chair that was in the living room and it was the kind that would spin around, you know, like a swivel, like it would swivel. Right. And, you know, I, when I was really little, I would go running, like just take a run and leap into that chair and just start spinning around like a crazy person, you know, just see how fast I could get that thing to spin. And my dad, every time I did it, he would say, knock that off. You're going to go flying off that chair right through that bay window. Don't just stop it, you know? <laughs> and then, oh, I love where this is going. And yeah, then I know, right? <laughs> one day. My dad's do. I think he was fixing a light fixture in the hall hallway closet. So he's in the closet on a ladder and I come running down, take a leap into that chair, start spinning around, get it just a little bit wrong and go flying off. <laughs> now I didn't go through the big bay window, but I did go through one of those mantle cases that's on the side of the fake fireplace. <laughs> oh. And my left knee was in absolute ribbons. Oh. Like it was like, I, I went through and you know how like you go through glass, you don't feel it right away, you know? And wow. so like, I go through the window and I'm like, Oh shit, I broke the window. Dad's going to kill me. And I get up. And when I stand up, it's like, Oh my God, my leg is on fire. And I look down. And the pants that I was wearing, like completely shredded wow. and my knee, my knee is just sheets of blood oh. and like skin, like hanging off, you know, oh. and I'm sure I remember it being way worse than it probably actually was. But I just remember looking down at my knee and seeing just this big glob of skin and sheets of blood and like seeing like my kneecap, you know. No and way. Like, and like freaking out, like, oh, God, you know, well, I don't know what it was. I mean, I was like five or six years old. I could have been seeing tendons. I could have been seeing muscle. I just saw something that's like that's supposed to be on the inside of my body. Oh. You know? And so, like, I get up and I start trying to walk, but I can't walk. So I go hopping on one leg and I hop past the closet. And my dad looks at me. He's like, what are you doing? And I just looked up. I didn't say anything. And I kept hopping on one leg, <laughs> you know, because I didn't want to tell him. <laughs> and so he just go, keeps going about his business, you know, and I go into the kitchen and I'm like, mom, and my mom's in the kitchen and she's cooking and she takes one look at me and she's like, oh my God. And she takes me into the bathroom. And again, this is one of those points at which normally you'd go to the hospital, oh. you'd go to the emergency room. And my mom like takes, like pulls, pulls the pants off of my leg and she's looking at it. And she, and I, I mean, maybe this is part of, you know, just being from the old country or something. I don't know. She looks at me and she says, we have to make sure that there's no glass in there. This is going to hurt. Oh. And she just starts pushing like on all sides of the wound, feeling around to see if there's any glass shards in there. And like, if there are to kind of push them out. And so she gets done with that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh. And I'm sitting there just like screaming, you know? Oh. And, and she gets it. She's like, okay, there's no glass, but this is going to hurt. And she took, you remember when you were little kids and like your mom would cut your fingernails for you? Yeah. Yeah. And like they, there were like those fingernail scissors that had like the curve to them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Instead of like clippers, they're like actual like little scissors that have a curve built into them. She took a pair of those and she just cut all the skin off. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. And then she wrapped it up real tight with like like five layers of handkerchief. And they put me on the sofa with like a never ending supply of children's Tylenol for the rest of the evening. <laughs> And, you know, for about three or four weeks, I just limped around with a handkerchief tied around my knee. That's oh. nuts. That is so nuts. That is fucking oh. nuts. You see, that's only the that's the only kind of that's the kind of shit that you will only have happen to you when your parents are from the mother country. Doesn't matter what mother country. Just and I swear country. to God, this may just be the way I choose to remember it because my dad is a great, my parents are wonderful, wonderful people and I love them to death. And they're, they're not spiteful people, but I swear to God, I remember after all was said and done and I'm laying on the sofa and just kind of like calming down and like watching the blood soak through the handkerchiefs on my knee. I swear to God, my dad came up to me and said, I told you you were going to go through that window. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what a parent says. That's exactly. Exactly. That's exactly exactly a parent. What a parent says from from the old country. I told Mm -hmm. you so. So anyway, yeah. Now you now you got like creepy, bloody face clown story and Dan flying through the window story. What a bloody knee. But (laughs) creepy, creepy Dan. With the clown mask, uh, that, that is that's fantastic. That's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> that is that is comic strip worthy, my friend. That is yeah. that is fantastic. You mind if I take that and draw that shit? Draw it. You you draw it. I'm if just, you if you think you can capture it, you draw it. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can do it justice, but I'll give it a shot. But that is oh my goodness. There's. <laughs> you can't you can't make a movie and put that in there and 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 make it like any any better there's just no way you can make it better it's just perfect because it happened all on its own <laughs> oh dude yeah it's that's just the shit. brutal it's brutal yeah it's just the kind of shit that happens when you have parents you know immigrant parents Parents from the mother country, huh? Parents Mm -hmm. from the mother country. My mom did the same kind of shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, on that note, we're going to... Oh, did you have a story? I'm sorry, Primo. No, I was going to ask you if you had a story. Uh, No, I I don't, but we're running out of time. Right. Right? Uh, Not my cousin Dan. We got to go. Yeah, I got to cut out. All right, so... um, Thanks so much, guys. It was a uh, it was a good one this time. Um, really appreciate you guys coming on. All right, no so problem, no problem. Edgar Travis with the Floral Podcast with not my cousin Dan and cousin Primo. Take it easy, take it easy, man. Thanks so much, guys. Not a problem. Cabranos. Cabranos.
The music you're listening to is titled Dishonored by Toby Tranter, and you can find them over at Epidemic Sound. Now, like I said before, if you're going to head on over to Epidemic Sound, make sure you use my referral link in the description so that they know that we sent you. Uh, so yeah, man, that was fun. I uh, can't imagine what it must have been like to be not my cousin Dan at that age, walking around looking like a murderous it clown. Uh, it must have been awesome. Anyway, I hope you like this episode. And if you want to hear more, make sure you run over to our website, theflowroadpodcast.com. We have a bunch of episodes there along with our store. You can purchase a shirt, a mug, etc. Also, you can follow me, Edgar Otraves, on Instagram under the name Edgar Otraves. You can also follow Cousin Primo under the name the underscore real underscore Cousin Primo. And of course, don't you forget to follow Not My Cousin Dan and his hilarious antics on Instagram under the name Fantastic Sizzler. Don't worry, I'll have all the links in the description as always. It's Halloween, people. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, and follow wherever you get your podcasts at. Otherwise, the boogeyman will come and get you. Thank you so much for listening. You behave yourselves. We'll catch you next time. Laters. Laters.